Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith. I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of this weekend's big matchup between Bayern Munich and Werder Bremen. Of course, this is a big matchup because Bayern Munich is in the midst of a title race. And even though they lead Borussia Dortmund right now, as we have found out painfully this season, no game can be taken for granted. So Werder Bremen, despite the fact they might not be the most powerful side, they still do present a little bit of a threat to Bayern Munich. Uh, of course, Werder Bremen is powered by Nicholas Fulkrug, and he will surely be looking to prove his wares against the league's best team, Bayern Munich. As we always do when we start these preview shows, we will take a look at where each team is in the table. For Bayern Munich, of course, after last weekend's victory, which you know, for some people wasn't all that convincing over last place here at the Berlin. It was a two nil win. Uh, Bayern Munich was able to get back into first place because Borussia Dortmund did as they seemingly always do. Uh, they had a one, one draw with VFL Bochum. <laughs> it's so crazy that Dortmund, despite being handed the league title on a silver platter, still managed to choke it up. Uh, it's disappointing in a lot of ways because you really do want to see Dortmund, at some point have a strong mentality as a club and be able to push through these kind of things, but they always seem to let down. It's got to be really painful to be a Borussia Dortmund fan these days. There are a lot of positives going on with the club, but uh, not being able to knock off VFL Bochum last week was not one of them. And the recent news about Real Madrid uh, getting very close to a deal with Jude Bellingham is probably not a, a good re- good thing for the club either. But uh, I guess it depends on your perspective because Bellingham will probably bring in uh, over nine figures on a transfer. So maybe it is a good thing for Dortmund. But anyway, back to why we're here. Uh, Bayern Munich, after 30 match days, has 18 wins, eight draws, and four losses. That's good for 62 points, which, I, as I said, puts them atop the table. They have 81 goals for, 33 against. Pretty impressive ratio there. Last week, as we previously mentioned, Bayern Munich was able to escape Hertha Berlin that match with a 2-0 victory. Of course, that was a home match on a very slippery surface at the Allianz Arena. Uh, In Bayern Munich's last five games, they have three wins, one draw, one loss. That loss was, of course, two weeks ago against Mainz, where it was a 3-1 defeat to Bayern Munich. As for Werder Bremen... uh, (laughs) they are 12th in the Bundesliga table. And the reason why I'm chuckling a little bit is just because every time I see Werder Bremen, I think of uh, Hall of Fame BFW commenter Marco Polo. And this is definitely known as the Marco Polo Derby here, uh, Bayern versus Werder Bremen. But it makes me think of all of his gifts that he drops in the weekend warm-up column whenever I pick Werder Bremen to at least have a draw or a tie. So, I, or win. So uh, I probably will, will think of that a couple of times as I'm talking about them, but it does make me laugh every time. Uh, it, it's it's an ongoing joke, and I, I think it's hilarious. It'll never get old to me. But through 30 match days, Werder Bremen has 10 wins, five draws, 15 losses. That's good for 35 points. Puts them in 12th place. That is a tie with FC Köln, uh, who also has 35 points. Uh, Köln has the tiebreaker edge, is currently sitting in 11th. FC Augsburg is in 13th place at 31 points, just four points behind Werder Bremen. So uh, 
Werder Bremen's form of late has been inconsistent, much like we have seen throughout this season. Over the course of their last five Bundesliga matches, they have one win, one draw, and three losses. Last week, they dropped a 2-1 decision to Schalke in a matchup of two teams that are kind of hapless at this point. Two weeks ago, they did defeat Hertha Berlin 4-2. Being able to put up four goals was a pretty good accomplishment for Werder Bremen, so Uh, We'll see if they have any of that offensive bite in this match or if they are going to pack it in and try and do what uh, Hertha Berlin did against Bayern Munich. And that is park the bus and hope for the best. When you when you take a look at at Werder Bremen's lineup, as much as this may pain Marco Polo to hear, there are some positive things about it. Uh, Interestingly, you know, some of the names that that you find on their roster include Yuri Pavlenka, who over the course of his tenure in the Bundesliga has been a pretty solid goalkeeper. Uh, some other names that you will know for sure is Marco Friedel, the one-time Bayern Munich prospect uh, and also a defender from Austria. He has established himself as a quality Bundesliga player at Werder Bremen. I think there were some people that had some hopes for him uh, to be a left back at Bayern Munich eventually, but he is settled into a a central defender role. Also does extend his time out and maybe play a little bit of left back at times, but he is definitely a player who has established himself. And he's one of these, I would say success stories from the Bayern Munich campus because he has went on uh, and really had a put together a decent career for himself at Werder Bremen. I don't think he's really a candidate to come back to Bayern Munich, although we did see some rumors, I think it was last season. But good for Marco Friedel. He has done really well for himself to be able to go out and make a name for himself, which is hard to do at a club like Werder Bremen. One of the other names you might see is injured defender Nicholas Stark. If you remember Stark, he is a fascinating figure because at one point he was considered a player who could be a six for the national team but also one that was versatile enough to drop back and play center back. He had a lot of potential and a lot of hope, but that all went out the window. His fall from grace is really, it's not only has it been staggering, but it's been fascinating to watch and not in a good way because I, you know, you want to see young players excel and do well, but for whatever reason, he hit a wall in his career and has not been able to, to really push past it. And if you, you know, if you're a player that age now at 28, I mean, it's probably not going to happen to get back to that promise that many people thought you once had. So he's injured right now. He's got a foot injury, but Stark uh, is one of those players who, you know, over the course of the season, he's played 23 matches for Werder Bremen. Uh, I I know I, for one was hoping he would be able to really put something together and turn his career around, but it just hasn't happened. Some of the other (laughs) names that you might recognize on the roster uh, Max Phillip, who has had just an crazy, he's had a crazy career going from promising prospect at Borussia Dortmund to just, I mean, he has had a wild ride transfers, loans, all of the above, uh, in my mind had a lot of potential at one point, but is another one of these players who just really was not able to push it over the hump. And at 29, he kind of is what he is. And that's a running theme for this Werder Bremen roster, uh, including 27-year-old Mitchell Weiser, who Bayern Munich fans are also very familiar with, uh, who have become very familiar with over the years. Of course, striker Nicholas Fulkrug, who is nursing a calf injury, is another player that Bayern Munich fans are very familiar with. 16 goals in the league. 
Uh, full Krug, in my mind, is, has been the best of the lot at Werder Bremen this season. A dangerous scorer has really become a player who is dependable around the net. Uh, it's a shame in some ways that he has not gotten the recognition as a finisher that you would like to see. I think he's capable of playing at a bigger club than Werder Bremen. I think he would be a decent fit as a bridge striker at Bayern Munich, but it does not appear as though the club wants to go that way. I think with all the talent that surrounds the striker position at Bayern, you just need someone who's going to finish those, I don't want to say easy opportunities, but the ones that you should get. And if you can finish those opportunities, you're going to walk out of the season with 20 goals, no question. If there are goals that you can that you can get by creating something or making a play where you take something out of nothing, then yeah, you could get up to 25 to 30 goals. I don't know if full Krug is that kind of player, but I do think he's the kind of player who easily could get 20 to 25 just by being able to put in the opportunities that he's given. So in my mind, if Byron can't secure a big striker this summer, if they can't get someone who they feel fits the mold as someone who they want to work with moving forward for years and years to come, then I think full Krug would be a cheap and good option. Uh, I would certainly roll with him and uh, I don't believe Bayern Munich will, but he's an interesting name to keep an eye on because if the summer transfer window drags on and they cannot get Victor Osiman, Randall Colo, Moani, Dusan Vlahovic, some of these other names, bigger names that they've been linked to, uh, maybe full Krug is a good stopgap option to to play a season or two until Byron can muster up the cash to get the striker that it really wants. <sighs> so Ferder Bremen has some potential, has some talent, does not have enough to beat Bayern Munich this week. Uh, I firmly believe that Bayern Munich will now seize the opportunity to put the league away. You know, it, it was iffy there for a while and it was uncomfortable there for a while. And Thankfully, Borussia Dortmund collapsed once again and gave Bayern this golden opportunity to take advantage of a weaker part of its schedule and stay atop the Bundesliga table. Uh, it is, it's an interesting slot in the season for Bayern Munich because they absolutely could be in a position where they're fighting and clawing for first place. But somehow, someway, they're sitting atop the table facing... Werder Bremen, even though they're on the road, Bayern should be a heavy favorite here. Uh, they're in a great position to be able to get three points and maintain their position atop the table. Dortmund, meanwhile, will host Wolfsburg. Of course, that's Nico Kovac's Wolfsburg. In a match that it's no sure thing that Borussia Dortmund is going to be able to put Wolfsburg away. Wolfsburg can be very, very pesky in a lot of ways. It wouldn't shock me if they gave Dortmund a, a tough match. I think we could see even a draw on that one, but I'll get I'll spend some more time thinking about my prediction on that match uh, probably later today and into tomorrow. Although my predictions this season have been pretty awful in the Bundesliga, so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> but either way, I think Bayern Munich's in a great spot against Werder Bremen this weekend. As for who Bayern Munich will start, uh, what we know is we probably won't see, or I shouldn't even say probably, is we won't see Dio Upamakano or Eric Maxim Chupomoting at this stage. Both are injured. Both definitely need more time. I think Byron is targeting Upamakano to come back next weekend. 
Uh, as for Eric Maxim Chupo Moting, it's really kind of up in the air at this point. He's dealing with some things. I know he had a back injury early on. Lately, it's been the knee. Who knows if it's both at this stage? It's not like it's a, a source of free flowing information from Bayern Munich about injuries. So, all we know at this stage is that Chupo Moting is is battling a bit of a knee injury and 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 maybe some lingering effects from that back ailment that he had, but either way, he probably won't be available. So where does that leave the lineup? I think when you look at things, you go with Jan Sommer at goalkeeper at center back. Absolutely. You go with Matthijs Delict and Benjamin Pavar in my mind. Now taking Luca Hernandez out of the equation, because he really wasn't available for that long this season. The Delict Pavar pairing has been the best pairing for Bayern Munich this season. I think if you wanted to project out, if you had to go with just two center backs using a back four formation, you'd probably would say Delict and Luca Hernandez would probably have been the best, but you can only judge by what you've seen. And Pavar and Delict have been really, really good together. I've been super impressed by Pavar. And I think being able to play center back has motivated him a little bit. He, I think he's proven himself. I, I, I'm in fact of the mindset that Bayern Munich should probably move to a back three just to take advantage of having such good talent in Hernandez, Delict, Upamakano, and Pavar all together in that in that rotation at center back. Take advantage of it. I think that's a strong point to the team. It's a great place to build a foundation for the rest of the unit. Uh so I would I would absolutely look to bring Pavar back. I know it's up in the air at this point. FC Barcelona, Inter Milan, Chelsea, they're all interested in Pavar. But either way, uh, for this week, you go Delict Pavar at center back. Outside back positions get a little bit more dicey. Of course, Alfonso Davies out for the season. So I think we'll see Jao Cancelo back at left back. As far as right back goes, I'm not sure that Thomas Tuchel is all too enthralled with Nusar Mizrawi. I think Mizrawi's been, he's had a good season. I wouldn't say it was great in his first year at Bayern Munich. Of course, it was marred by... COVID and the after effects of COVID. So that's been an issue for him, but you could easily see how if Tuchel's not thrilled with Mizrahi, that he would think about using Josip Stanisic in this spot, a pretty safe spot to, to give Stanisic some playing time. So if you're not thrilled with Mizrahi, if you're Tuchel, you could easily point out to Stanisic and give him some run at right back. Uh, but either way, I'm expecting Masrali as of right now. I think uh, Tuchel's going to want to see a little bit more of him. I think he's a little more comfortable in what he has with Stanisic being that Swiss Ar Army knife type defender who can play anywhere across the back line. I think he knows what he has there. But with Masrali, he probably needs to see a little bit more. And that's mostly because Masrali has been banged up. Ah. <sighs> so Goretzka, I believe, is suspended for this match. So with that, It'll be interesting to see what Thomas Tuchel does. And I know the natural inclination is to say that, that Tuchel will roll out a midfield of Kimmich and Ryan Gravenberg. But I think that there has been enough griping from Gravenberg that Tuchel and the club are really going to make him work for that playing time. Listen, it won't shock me if he does start, but I do think what we're going to see is Kimmich and Jamal Musiala working in tandem in the midfield. And I think that will put Thomas Muller as the attacking midfielder. And I know this will go against what a lot of fans want to see. They want to see Gravenberg because fans want to see what they have as well. We haven't not seen a lot of playing time for the young Dutchman. And 
Whether he warrants that playing time or not, we don't know because we're not assessing every training session, assessing his attitude to practice, how he's interacting with his teammates or anything. What we do know is he has complained to the media. We do know he has a lot of natural talent there, but we don't know how the club views him and if they'll give him a shot this weekend. Uh, like I said, it's possible, but I think that with how much discussion has been levied around Thomas Muller these days, I think it's a, just an easier solution for Tuchel to roll out Muller as the 10 and use Musiala as the eight. Musiala has kind of been a jack of all trades. I know I want to see him at the wing, and I think many of you do as well, but looks like this week, at least the way I'm predicting it, he'll play the eight. At striker, again, it's complicated. Uh, do you use Sadio Mane? Do you use Serge Gnabry? Those are really your only options because you're not going to roll out any of the youth players at this point. I think they're going to go with Gnabry. I think Gnabry's header goal was excellent last week. Uh, just terrific effort. And I don't think there's any really any real need for Bayern Munich to go out of their way to play Mane or give him time. I think they've done enough for him. I think they've given him ample opportunity. He has not seized that uh that opportunity at all so i would go with Gnabry at number at the number nine on the wings i would say we're going to see Leroy sane back and we'll see kingsley come on which will put mane on the bench which of course will make him unhappy but i think this is the best unit that byron can use for this week without goretzka i think you know you have to to weigh what's more valuable giving Musiala some time in the central midfield, working together with Muller. If Kimmich can stay disciplined, you could see Musiala push up a little more and maybe take advantage of some of the space that will open up as Coman and Sané and Gnabry and Muller take the attention of the defenders. Could be a very advantageous role for Jamal Musiala this week if this is the way it plays out. I think this is how it will go. So if it does and Tuchel uses this lineup, one, I'll, I'll be shocked because I'm very it's very rare that I get one of these dead on. I'm trying to read into what the club wants, what the coach wants to see. It gets a little tougher at this time of the year because Bayern Munich, despite the fact they are in a title race, still do realize they have some wiggle room here because they are playing Werder Bremen and they probably could roll out a lot of subs and be able to beat Werder Bremen. But either way, I do think no matter what lineup that Tuchel uses, Bayern is going to come out firing in this one. I think they're going to get a 3-0 victory over Werder Bremen. Uh, just not sure Werder Bremen is quite prepared to deal with Bayern Munich at this point. I like the stability that the current defenders have. I think that aside of Cancelo, I, I like how the rest of the defenders that I'm predicting to be used have really embraced their role. And it's not a knock on Cancelo as much. He's definitely more of an offensive-minded outside back. It's not that he can't defend. It's just that sometimes he struggles with it or just doesn't have the focus to do it aptly or as aptly as we might like. So uh, either way, he'll be involved in the attack and I'm sure that he'll be creating some problems for the Werder Bremen defenders as he joins up with a very talented attacking group. So three nil victory uh, I'm expecting for Bayern Munich. And that's about all I got for this episode. So as always, thanks for listening. You can get me on Twitter at the barrel blog you can get the site at Bavarian FB works. You can get our tweet meister, Tommy Adams, at TommyAdams71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get all of our wonderful and talented writers and podcasters at BavarianFootballWorks.com. Enjoy the match this weekend. We'll see you next time.